This week on Low Earth Orbit, we review Interstellar. We used to look up in the sky and wonder at our place in the stars. Now we just look down and worry about our place in the dirt. Potentially habitable worlds right within our reach. Could save us from extinction. Here we go. Just think about your family. Now you have to think bigger than that. I am thinking about my family and millions of other families. Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. All right, here we go. Yes, you are. We'll find a way. Welcome to Low Earth Orbit. I'm Steve Merman. I'm Scott Stevenson. I'm Justin Voss. This week we review Interstellar. So Interstellar is a new film by Christopher Nolan. It was directed by him, a uh, bit from a screenplay by him and his brother uh, Jonathan Nolan. And it stars Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain, Michael Caine, Bill Irwin, Ellen Burstyn, and Casey Affleck. And the, the basic premise for the film is that, you know, Earth is dying. Uh, kind of set sort of in the near future, and uh, and uh, basically mankind is mounting a mission to find a new home, uh, a new planet, and uh, Matthew McConaughey, uh, you know, joins this mission, and uh, the movie sort of follows the mission as well as his relationship with his daughter, who stays behind on on Earth, and uh, yeah, I can't say a whole lot more without spoiling things, so. Um, We'll start with what you guys think. Um, Justin, what do you think? I think this was awesome. I think this movie hit all the right notes. Um, when the trailers first came out, um, I started to get excited and I tried to like reel myself in. Mm-hmm. like, got to keep my expectations realistic. Can't get too hyped up about this movie, but I think it was totally great. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Super positive. 100%. What are you, Scott? I, I saw the early ratings on it from like Metacritic and uh, I didn't see Rotten Tomatoes um, and even read through some of the reviews in Metacritic and I got I did get kind of an uh-oh feeling like ooh I don't know and I was kind of trying to figure out like well what what did they not like so I went in with pretty tempered expectations kind of the same thing you did Justin but maybe more intentionally or like you know just based on reading and I was utterly blown away like this is this is certainly the best movie I've seen this year it's probably one of the best movies that I've seen in like the last five years. I mean, it, sometimes you see a movie and you feel like this was made for me, like on, on in that way, like hit all the notes, everything mm-hmm. I wanted and uh, and way more because I wasn't I wasn't expecting such like a. I don't know, a bigger than the sum of its parts kind of experience. Um, and it kept ramping up. A lot of times what happens with movies like this is like the first act or the first two acts will be really great and they just kind of don't know what to do in the, the third. And you're kind of like, I don't know what to you know, how to feel because they didn't, they didn't really do anything. And I really think that the last third act of the movie is the best part, which is really rare for me personally anyway. And, uh, I was just blown away. I was getting chills. I was amazed and, um, everybody needs to see it. Steve. Um, yeah. So I was a pretty big Christopher Nolan fan at the beginning. Like I really liked Memento. Mm -hmm. I really, I loved the prestige, Mm -hmm. loved it. And all people 
I just forget that fan, he aren't, directs aren't it. Aren't as big a fan of it, yeah. But yeah. I, I somehow just like just hit the right notes and mm-hmm. just totally freaked me out. Um, the Batman, and yeah, and I pretty much, I mean, Batman movies didn't do anything for me. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't. They seemed really long and overbearing, and I just didn't really like them at all. And and I was kind of excited for Inception because I felt like I had that spark from you know from Memento, mm-hmm. um, and maybe I was just too excited for it. Yeah. Um, and I just. It fell, seemed to fall flat for me, um, so I was I was really disappointed there. Um, and so going into Interstellar, you know, I I wasn't particularly excited about it. I didn't really watch any of the trailers. I'm mean, all people around me were just super stoked, and I was like, yeah, it feels <laughs> like people like what people were doing before Reception came out. And so I went in with pretty low expectations, and I don't think it's a great movie. But but I enjoyed it, particularly, which is pretty unusual for me, given that it was like it's like three hours long, two forty eight, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it didn't feel like a three hour movie. Like I was, I was, I mean, I, I liked it. I know I was enthralled all the way through. Yeah. Um, I felt like it felt like a really well done next generation episode. I thought the same thing. You know, because it, I mean, it, it, it has this yeah. like high, it, it does what next generation did best, which is takes a really high concept sci-fi idea yeah and then uses it as a way to tell like a human story and it's still plausible yeah right? and it's yeah. still plausible so you know it may be it's maybe you know, kind of you know there's edge of plausibility in certain areas but yeah. it, it, it takes itself seriously it tries to be plausible and and then uses that that as a vehicle to tell an, an interesting bigger story and i thought they did a great job of that yeah. um and it had all has a lot of that you know again the strengths and weaknesses that next generation had in its episode you know in its its structure um but you know, it was it was just sort of fun and refreshing, um, and uh, I love the score by, mm. by um, Hans yeah, Zimmer. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was the yeah. real deal. Yeah. yeah, it was. And the theater I was in, it was it was like pounding this, the score. You know, and it was it was it was, it was right for me. It was right on the edge of too loud, but yeah. it, was ju- it just hovered right on the corner of it. Yeah, yeah, there were definitely some scenes where the bass was so loud that for a minute there, I kind of forgot that i wasn't on like a disney ride where it was like deliberately shaking the seats like no the seats don't have motors that's just the speakers like i was like oh my god yeah did you see it imax Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i saw imax as well so so you enjoyed it which you know overall you would recommend it is that what you're saying yeah yeah i enjoyed it i enjoyed a lot more than the gravity for example i did too Um, yeah what about you because you that was your movie of the year i really liked gravity yeah i know i think it was um i think it was better I think it was better because this um the scope was bigger and it um I don't know. There's just a lot more going on. I, I guess basically like gravity is almost just like a scene from this movie I, just yeah, like expanded out to feature fully length. Agree, fully yeah. agree. So I still really like gravity, but I think this is probably like a better recommendation for most people, I think. Yeah, I I remember from gravity, I um at the time it felt like this really big concept thing yeah and they had executed on that and that was really impressive yeah and jesus christ by comparison it just feels tiny you know yeah. just conceptually and like execution wise it's obviously shorter even yeah. but it just feels like wow that that felt big last year you know <laughs> and this is just so much bigger than that yeah, yeah. i mean i mean I, I liked the idea of gravity and i like the idea of just taking that concept and just running with it and yeah. exploring really going really deep but i just felt like it was a sloppy job um but yeah this is like the ambition of this is just 10x or yeah yeah I, I mean there's so many we we have to do spoilers because there's so many kind of yeah it's crazy really. things that happen that i'm just so excited to talk about uh, but it seems like it's one of our highest <laughs> recommendations yeah i think yeah you everyone should go and see it yeah yeah totally cool uh all right well we can't say anything more without spoiling the <laughs> yeah, film around, you know. <laughs> yeah but if you have once once you once you see the see movie, the movie. there'll yeah. probably be much longer spoiler segment than actual review yeah um 
And uh, yeah, and of course, you can always go and uh, send us your feedback um, at Twitter at um, Low Earth Show. You can also find us at our website, lowearthorbit.fm, where we have all the show notes, uh, links to our YouTube page, or I don't mm-hmm. where, where are we at, subscriber-wise? 46. Nice. So as, wow, soon as, so as soon as we get four more subscribers, we're going to do another retro review. And I think we still have yet to talk about what it is. If you have a suggestion, right. though, mm. I have a couple ideas. And we, yeah. we all need to talk about it. But if you have a suggestion, let us know. Any suggestions? Special shout out to so, Twitter user. So we can't, we don't know how to pronounce your name. <laughs> it looks like Eric, but there's an emphasis on the first D. So your Twitter name is E-T-R-E-P. Yeah. Sorry we butchered even your Twitter name. <laughs> <a little laughs> but, but thank you. So there was a request for, could you guys review Interstellar? We were already planning on doing it, but we also re- appreciate the vote of confidence. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Do you have anything else you'd like us to review? Yeah, Just we're totally, open to, that, totally yeah, open to that. Particularly in this case, it looks like we might get to 50 pretty soon. So if you, mm-hmm. there's a retro review. Last time we did The Fifth Element, mm-hmm. which was a rousing success. <laughs> uh, for, at least my, from my perspective. perspective. Yes. <laughs> controversial. Not yes. quite as controversial as Snowpiercer, but controversial. Yep. Yes. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Spoiler? Spoiler sounds great. Let's do that. All right. Where do we start? Wait, wait, first thing. Yes. The robots. Okay. Did they not feel like they wandered in from the wrong movie? I don't know. Maybe a little bit, but I like these robots. The robots were amazing. I thought they were kind of great. Yeah. I, mean, they, I mean, they were kind of great for robots, but yeah. like, it just, they felt so out of place. Uh, like, I mean, it's the snarkiness yeah. and yeah. the like, I don't know, like the... Sp- 2001 Space Odyssey is shape. I mean, it was yeah. Like the fact that like in the future when we had, like we had developed all these technologies, like the ability to like to travel to multiple different galaxies, mm-hmm. like you know the the, the the like you know tall skinny like you know uh, computer box thing uh-huh. can't like directly interface with the other computers on board the ship. It has to like, reach out with its little arm and like twist knobs and press buttons. Yeah, like what. I don't know. Did they, 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 they lose Bluetooth technology? I feel like, like for some of those things, Wi-Fi? it was things that he had to physically interact with, right? Like, yeah, he was. Yeah, it was. So they were repurposed military bots. They weren't. Yeah. They weren't the NASA bots, right? I they mean, but yeah. but I think the idea was that they it was designed for humans, right? I know what you're saying, but yeah, yeah. I like, think in general, so I think the reason they were so ugly is because they were military robots, right? right. Where they were built they were for like ruggedness first, yeah. and like everything else. It was like second. a tank. It was like trying to get a tank inside yeah. of it. Yeah, but these they were surprisingly graceful though. Like in the zero G, like even though they were like basically just giant refrigerators, like they had, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, from, I liked them. I thought they were cool. The uh, the thing I thought was interesting. So the personality aspect. I mean, the snarkiness and everything like that. I think that was because you were supposed to feel a connection to them when he goes through the black hole right like, did you yeah i mean yeah, I did. yeah i did yeah I, I, I didn't i thought it was kind of like oh he's gonna put the funny robot through yeah. the black hole that sucks <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah i don't know and the, the interesting how they all kind of had slightly different per- personalities and stuff like that yeah um but one of the major theme i mean this is probably super obvious but one of the major themes in the movie is sort of this like balance between like you know scientific objective analysis and sort of the human element mm-hmm. which i think the robots were trying to they were trying to that was supposed to be another example of that, right? Yeah. Because they had like you know the the humor rating is at ninety percent or whatever. Yeah. The, um, all those things that they kept joking about, like turn up your humor, turn down your sarcasm, or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, there's also, I mean, it occurs to me now too that like, uh, I guess that's sort of almost like the beginning of the third act, you sort of realize that Michael Caine's character sort of knew the whole time that it was probably not possible to take people off of Earth yeah. through the wormhole. 
And, you know, astronauts are like super upset, right? And they sort of feel like they've been used and all this other stuff. And it's funny because later in the movie, they sort of talk about the robots like, well, they have to do what we tell them to do. They're robots. You know, right. It's kind of like maybe that's sort of the same thing where it's like Michael Caine is sort of like, you know, manipulating them. And it's like it is for a good reason, you know, the same way it was like for a good reason, we'll put the robot through the black hole so you can gather this data. But it's still sort of like, uh, maybe that's not a good enough reason. Like, yeah. I don't know, you know, so. Um, so one of the things I probably should have mentioned this main review, but I thought one of the things that I really, really enjoyed was the sort of setting up of things and the paying off of them at the end of the movie. That was some of the coolest moments. Absolutely. And I think it's been the the last movie I can remember that really did that effectively was like the back to the future series. It's been a long time since those were out and having that sort of like little things that happen on the way in the first or second act mm-hmm. and have a connection to them in third act. Totally. I mean, it's, it's not rocket science to do it. It's just sure. that so few people actually decide to do that as a director or a writer. Yeah. And they conserve detail, right? Like mm-hmm. they don't put a whole bunch of stuff in and then never pay it off. Yeah. Like everything in there that makes you go, Oh, that's kind of cool. Winds up actually like mattering. You know? yeah. Although, I don't know, didn't, didn't it seem to you like the whole ghost thing? At the, I mean, the, I was waiting for it to get paid off. I'm like, why did they spend all this time on this? It has to Oh be. no, they had to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, I mean, and I didn't, I felt, I had kind of the opposite reaction. I felt like it felt clunky. I was like, okay, the plot pieces are putting it into place. Mm-hmm. I'm watching them be here. I mean, they wouldn't spend this time, time on this. Right. I actually kind of like it when, when, They'll make it's it a surprising little bit more that subtle, it comes back. Yeah. They, have, they, they actually, they, you know, they sort of mix in some of the red herrings. They have nothing to do with the ending, so it's not really clear w- which pieces are the chess pieces. Mm. You know, oh, that's true. Um, and it felt like, I mean, there was just so the movie was so long anyway. They probably like they would have thrown anything <laughs> more in than I remember. You need yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of. I mean, you guys are asking for different things, right? You're you're saying that you like it when they sort of put things in there that are consistently there for a reason, and you're suggesting it might be good to throw some things in that are intentionally throwing you off the path. I think yeah. I tend to prefer the sort of intentional placement of things, but I can see an argument for having to cut through the weeds, you know, as a, yeah. as a viewer. But it's not, it's not my taste. I guess it depends on how mysterious you're trying to make it. Yeah. Right? Where it's like, I, th- I think it's like the Back to the Future is a great case where it's not really a mystery, but it's just like, it's just a sort of, you know, the timeline is obviously kind of complicated because they're yeah. constantly zipping back and mm-hmm. forth. And so like, it's sort of efficient and clever and you can sort of, you know, marvel at, you know, how all the pieces fit together in the plot. But yeah, if it's like a mystery or something, then you kind of you do want to have some dead ends because that makes it more, more interesting. Yeah. yeah. I guess the, the main point of the movie was not the mystery. I mean, there was, there was a twist at the end, but yeah. you know, it wasn't, that wasn't the only payoff you got for the film. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In fact, I think if it was the only payoff, I would be pretty disappointed because I like, I wasn't, it was okay, but I, I wasn't particularly in love with the, with the twist and the, and the ending. I love that part unabashedly like that was that was what made it a fantastic movie for me. I can understand based on what you've talked about in the past why that wouldn't appeal to you. But for me, that was that was the selling point. Yeah, Um, this I think is the first time or or the the most big budget example we've ever had of Hollywood movie that covered like relativity in this level of detail. Yeah. Wow. I actually could not believe how much it featured as a plot point. I mean, my favorite act was the second act actually, because I just, I loved the worlds they visited and the way, and and again, the way they use that, like, you know, the kind of want more of that, honestly. Yeah, it was, it was great. I thought they were really original Mm -hmm. um, and and delightful and different. It wasn't just like, oh, they landed on, you know, they landed in this planet and it looks like Arizona because it was cheap to to record in Arizona. Oh, now they're in like Hawaii because they could, you know, fly to Hawaii, you know, like, you know, I mean, which is often happens on like 
Star Trek because yeah. <laughs> they just like to have the budget, you know. But here they actually they clearly had the budget to do something like really interesting. Like I love, you know, that the you know the jet, the epic wave. Mm. You know, that was and, great. Yeah. yeah, even though it's in the trailer, but yeah, it's still it's yeah, it's still super yeah. cool. And the weird like frozen cloud that planet, was super awesome, which I think didn't have a surface, right? Because I think Matt Damon's character kind of lies. Yeah. He, yeah. he manipulates the data and yeah. lies about like how good the planet yeah. is. So is it like? Is the whole planet like sort of these frozen clouds, basically? And it's like it's that? just sort of like Swiss cheese all the way down. Yeah, like is that so? So the the physics consultant that they had on the film, you yeah. know, there was there's this whole story about how they actually made a scientific discovery in the course of this when they were simulating the black hole. They discovered, you know, while there's this halo effect on black holes, there yeah. would be according to the math. Yeah. Um. So anyway, you know, he 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 in general felt very strongly about the scientific basis for the movie. That's cool. He said the only thing he didn't wasn't real sure about was the, the ice clouds because he felt like. The structures just wouldn't hold up. Mm. But yes, it is a very arresting visual. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of very like, cool. What's going on here? And like with sort of, you know, um, they show this in the trailer too, where it's like, it's almost like there's mountains above and below. Yeah. Like they're yeah. kind of zooming through. It feels through. very inception Totally. Yeah, it just totally reminds me of Inception where like Paris like folds over <laughs> on itself, you know? Yeah, it's just like that. I might be alone between the three of us in thinking this, but I I didn't think Matthew McConaughey or Cooper was going to survive. After oh, his. me neither. Yeah, I, don't think so I was actually really uncomfortable during the scene where he's flying into the black hole because, like, oh, oh you're expecting him to squish, right? Yeah, like, me too. I was like, this is gonna be horrific. Yeah, like this is gonna be probably the grossest thing I've yeah. seen in a while. Like, yeah. I don't want to see him get like twisted by like the weird yeah. title. I'm, I'm glad it didn't because that wouldn't have been. I mean, it would have been scientifically more accurate, probably. I mean, we really. I mean, none of us really know at what that happens point. Black holes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the beginning of the completely throwing out like yeah. the. And yeah. in fairness, I mean that's. You know, you can say, well, that's not how black holes work. And the reality is right. we're so distantly far from understanding anything like that. that yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of, you have to, you know, at least I was able to forget that. Um, but yeah, I had the same feeling. It's like, ooh, this is not going yeah. <laughs> to end well. Or like, uh, have you guys seen Sunshine? Yeah. I, I think you have. Yeah. I think you would like it except for like the last. The last act. Like, the last I, act is horrible, but me. the first yeah. two acts are amazing. Yeah, yeah. Love. I mean, the first two acts are better than this movie. But oh, the last think? act is so bad that it just it brings it yeah. all down. There's actually a lot of parallels too. It's like the video messages from home and sort of like well, and the whole the, and, and there was Icarus, the one, Icarus of, one and two. So they're following this other mm-hmm. mission, you know, yeah, and yeah. and that what happened, you know, and the parallels between Matt uh, Matt, da- uh, mm-hmm. Matt Damon's character right. and the I forget who who played, who played this this the similar character in, in Sunshine. Yeah, 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 lots of parallels. But uh, yeah, I really I, I groaned when I saw Matt. I'm like, really, Matt Damon. He's like, a really good actor, though. I mean, I no, I I, I, I ended up forgiving it because I just I really ended up really loving that whole little storyline yeah, with yeah. him. You know, like I think I totally sympathize with him. I mean, he's clearly set up as the bad guy, but I'm like, gosh, if I'm like, I mean, I, I mean, you think I, you're I, done? Yeah, you think you're yeah. done? This is your only hope. Yeah, to not just die on a rock well, by yourself. And I think that was another example of the like the humanity versus like the social or the the scientific responsibility that yeah. that, that came up again and again and again. And like he acknowledged, like I know this isn't like a good idea, yeah. but he's like you haven't been through what I've been through, so don't judge me, you know. Um, but sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, uh, I was going. Oh, by the way, but my my least favorite part of the movie immediately after that part when they're like the 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 endeavor is that what was it? No, the, the endurance. endurance. Yeah, but the, you're the about endurance. to tell you're about to talk about one of my favorite parts of the movie. Oh but go ahead. I think I know exactly is, is what the, you're going to talk is about. Is the endurance a reference to like the Ernest Shackleton ship? Like, You're saying I all kinds of words no I don't idea. recognize. Is it, is it from another story? Or? No, so Sir Ernest Shackleton was like a, a, a British explorer to oh. uh, Antarctica. A really That's stupid the most one. Name I've ever heard. And uh, he was—I mean—he was really dumb, and and he <laughs> failed to get to the South Pole. And 
it was all very tragic, and mostly because he was just really stubborn and 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 uh, old fashioned. But anyway, I would say like, yes, it is a reference. <laughs> <laughs> but his ship was the, the endurance. endurance. Yeah, uh, the, the, this, the book the book written by one of his crew members is is the worst journey in the world. It's actually a pretty great. Um, not very apt title, um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah, the the endurance. Um, yeah. Anyway, like so, there's this scene where it's like spinning around, yeah, I love and then that they scene. need to like, and they need to like spin around their little like lander craft yeah. like match. And there's like some quote, but I'm like the like the Rose says, says something about like you know, oh, you know, we we can't you know match the rotational speed of it because you know that would be impossible or something. And he's like, it's impossible, but it's necessary. And I'm like, really. Well, I mean, that, that's yeah. I mean, if it's I mean, impossible, then it's impossible. No, impossible only has one meaning. <laughs> well, it, it's 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 a fictional robot in a fictional movie saying it's impossible. So, I mean, well, he, he could have said he's wrong. This is like he was just like, I mean, I, well, data. You know, there's in Star Trek. You know, people like data will say it's impossible, and Picard will tell him, "No, we have to do it anyway," and it, and it happens. You know, it's it's like a reoccurring theme. And I, I hate it. Okay, well, <laughs> it exists though. It's, I honestly even forgot that line until you just yeah. brought it up. Oh, just, I, mean, it was, just, I, just, I feel like it's just one of those sort of like throwaway like action movie lines. Big, you know? I know that's why I hate so much about it. Like, yeah. it, it, like impossible has a very, very, very clear meaning. <laughs> and like action movies, this just, is like, literally the worst line. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's hyperbole, right? I mean, it's just you're you're. It's a right? robot. It's not. Gonna, it's not, it's not no, it. but a robot with a personality. I mean, this robot, like, like you know, presumably it's a military robot. It should know when to say something's impossible. <laughs> He's only ninety percent honest. <laughs> um, I, I get, but the actual physics of them recovering that bothered you less than the line about it being impossible. <laughs> it actually bothered me less. Yes. I, was, I was really unhappy about that line. <laughs> uh, that scene I thought was fantastic, though, because you know that's that's the example we've talked. To, I think I mentioned in the past, like the the Pixar philosophy about like real peril. Like that is mm, like there's yeah. no freaking way. Like when it blew up, I'm like, that's it. They're done. Yeah, they're toast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I th- that, w- that was really great. Yeah, I did. I did love how, and and they did this in Gravity too, but they kind of cheated in Gravity because the music would sort of fill in for it. But they really did do no sound for the space right. scenes, which Legit. was cool. Yeah, I did like that. A lot. And they saved it. You know, I think for the parts where it really it really helped, mm-hmm. especially because it'd be like sort of like the GoPro on the side of the space right. shuttle, and like you'd see like the puff Some, of someone like watched thruster, way too much so. Breaking Bad. Like there were so <laughs> many cameras mounted on objects, yeah. you know, in that in that film. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But the thing about that too is it wasn't just sort of the scientific accuracy, but it really made you feel like alone. Mm-hmm. Like when there's mm-hmm. no sound, like you're like, holy crap. I thought there was a lot of interesting sort of sound choices in the movie. Like the, the, uh, so the things that stand out for me are the silence of a lot of the space scenes yeah. or almost all the space scenes. But then there's the part where, um, uh, he gives the headphones to the other astronaut and yeah. it's like the thunderstorm yeah. sounds yeah. Mm-hmm. and they do the wide shot of the, the spaceship going past Saturn with the thunderstorm sounds. That, that was, was legit. Cool. Yeah, that was awesome. And then there was, um, there was the scene where he's getting the message from home. Um, I, th- I think that, I mean, I think it was maybe the first time he got a message from from Murph. Mm-hmm. And there's like the really like the music's like coming to a crescendo, and then she she oh. switches off the video camera, and as soon as she does, the music stops, yeah. like cuts off, hard stop. And I'm like, that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So there's some cool sound things going on here too. Uh, yeah. That, kind of more generally about the movie, you know, I think my favorite kinds of movies are movies that are made up of. A series of like amazing moments and mm-hmm. i really think oh, this was an example of that like it wasn't that you know oh i love the movie because of this particular you know pop point or right. this particular actor or whatever it's just like there were these moments that even if you took them in isolation they could be amazing like three minute short films you mm-hmm. know and then you just have you know literally three hours of that uh, which sounds crazy but it actually it actually worked yeah totally um, 
I think it's so crazy when they got to the like the planet with the waves and like the wreckage was like still there and still mostly intact. That and they, whole thing. And they realized like, oh my gosh, yeah. like she probably just landed like two hours, or three hours that. ago that was because awesome. of all and the crazy relativity stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah, it screws with your head in the best <laughs> yeah. imaginable way. Yeah. Oh, the spherical black hole thing, by the way. That that was that whole phenomenon. I mean, the fact that they would were risking to explain it inside of a movie was really interesting. Oh, the fact the wormhole is spherical. Yeah, yeah I thought that yeah, was really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, the thing we didn't talk about, by the way, was the fact that like. In this movie, Matthew McConaughey goes through the journey that Jodie Foster goes through. Oh, yeah. In contact, even That's though he true. was in both movies. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty fascinating. I think this is a better take on it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know this, this movie makes me want to rewatch contact. Right. Yeah, yeah I haven't, exactly. I haven't seen it since, I mean, forever. Man, yeah. what a crazy movie. Way, Super though, good. But, should... Oh, and there was a couple. So, um, when Matt Damon like tries to basically like hijack the endeavor and like he has to dock yeah. manually and he's like just coming in for the thing and it doesn't quite make well there was that well, all the docking scenes basically where they have to like try and dock the yeah. spacecraft the whole time I'm like I know, <laughs> I know exactly how hard this is in Kerbal Space Program I was like oh my gosh this is like impossible this is so hard although what I think that annoyed me about it was like so like when they take off from from Earth they're, they're, mm. they, 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 there's like this all these like very like Apollo mission like scenes yeah. of like Saturn, mm-hmm. basically Separation. Saturn five looking, you know, launch vehicle with you know multiple stages, etc. And to get out of Earth's gravity, and then they go so then then you know half the movie goes by, and then they're on another planet with with stronger gravity than Earth. They yeah. say you know the, the way planet, mm-hmm. and they're just on this little tiny like like you know little tiny barely bigger than the cockpit, you know, um, little craft they're in, whatever it is, that little shell crafty thing. Mm-hmm. And they like just fly up straight out of the atmosphere up to the station again. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, what? Wait, wait, wait a minute here. <laughs> yeah. Like, why did you need a giant multi-stage Saturn V rocket here, and you just could, you know, fly your little tiny ship right um, out of the atmosphere? Yeah. Like, did you forget you were trying to be like realistic here? That's true. I mean, I that is like a very done. Star Trekky thing to do to yeah, have no, like a little like landing craft yeah, that can, exactly. doesn't really need a whole big rocket. It's like, yeah, actually, those rockets are big for a reason. Uh, <laughs> that's not just because it looks cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't have a solution for what they would have done otherwise. Yeah. I mean, had, not it, go to the planets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, actually, yeah. Like, the whole movie doesn't work if they don't have a way to get onto and off of the planets, like, yeah. quickly and, like, reliably. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess <laughs> Matthew McConaughey doesn't go to space. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, feel like, I feel like, I mean, it's more excusable because I what else you going to do. Like, right. like, you know, I don't know. I feel like. I had the same complaint about gravity, but a lot of gravity is like really stupid mistakes. There, there were like solutions to them. They could have just, you know, been a little bit, you know, less sloppy. It would be a bad move if they landed like, well, I guess we're here. Uh, damn, this sucks. <laughs> landed on those we wave sh- planets. Uh, and uh, now we're stuck here. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, one other thing I want to complain about. I course, I have to complain about. Okay. <laughs> so in a movie that's so obsessed with time yeah. and all time dilation and all this stuff, which, uh-huh. is, which I loved. There's this whole thing about like how so Matthew McConaughey is like one age when he leaves when he leaves the planet. He makes this comment about oh maybe you'll be the same age as me to his oh, daughter yeah, yeah. when um, we, we we see each other again you know or, or something like that and and then sure enough like you know they pay that off halfway through the movie when now she's grown up and she wants this video saying oh I'm the same age that you were when you left the planet but Matthew McConaughey is like 45 and Jessica Chastain is like 30. They do not oh. look the same age at all. I mean, it's like they like <laughs> tried, like made her look older. Him like, no, no, no. They didn't even try. And like, then they're like, this big deal. Oh, we're the same age. Like, no, no, you didn't. you're not. Like, why even say that? You're so obviously not the same age. Hmm. Like, and what? And what a silly detail to like to get wrong. You know, why even mention it? Why I not? Mean, why not try a little bit harder with the with the makeup or something? Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I think if we, I mean, I think you could find many, many more examples of that. I know, in the movie, but, but it's. Yeah. 
it seems uh, it movie's so obsessed with time to get that that detail just you know maybe wrong. maybe but what do you guys what do you guys think of Anne Hathaway's like uh character overall did you she was really interesting I I, I liked it because they weren't afraid like the, I started to talk about it before and I kind of cut myself off yeah that's why I had to circle back on yeah it. I I was they, they it's a really delicate like sort of political issue to like talk about like a female engineer and like, you know, do do you let the character have emotions that we kind of consider with more feminine, you know, vulnerability or whatever. And they let her do that, which I thought was an interesting choice. Like she's a fully, you know, there's no question that she's completely capable and, and, um, you know, a scientist, established scientist, but they also let her show some vulnerability about there's this person she's in love with and she's Kind of wants to go see him, you know, even though it doesn't necessarily make logical sense. It turns out that probably out might have been the right call, actually. Right, yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was an interesting thing. Like they didn't, they let that happen, you know, and they didn't, they didn't focus the entire movie around it. But they said, yeah, this is, this is the way a human being might behave. So yeah. let's do that. It, it didn't feel so heavy handed. It wasn't like this is a woman and she has to have very male emotions. It was like, no, she's a woman who is an engineer who actually is also allowed to have feelings. Yeah. So I thought that was and they, interesting. And Jessica Chastain's character was a bit of a counterpoint to that. Um, Matthew McConaughey's character's daughter. Murph. Yeah. Murph. Murph. Yeah. Like yeah. she, you know, well, she... yeah, I don't know. I guess so. I, di- I didn't get that impression, but I, I can see why you would say that. Because, um, I mean, a, her driving force was to see her dad, her love for her dad. You know, that was the thing that motivated her. Or or her disdain for her father for leaving her. But that wasn't, I didn't think that was real. That was That was just, like, you know, anger at... It didn't that aspect in my mind never diminished her love for her father. That was just her frustration with not being able to see her father. That's how it manifested. That. Yeah. I think she blamed him. I mean, I think that she felt like he had a choice. He did have a choice. Yeah. I guess. And I think that she was upset that he chose to do what he did. And I think that probably I suspect that as you know, she got older and like got involved with the space program and stuff. I think she probably understood why he made the choice. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that she's not still upset that he did it. Yeah. And I think she was, at least early on, the, the point there was that she was upset that he wasn't listening to her. Like, she knew. Oh, uh, because they didn't, well, because there's the 23 years or whatever that they're on the wave planet, right? And, like, they didn't send any messages no, home. No, 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 no. Couldn't the, send the any stay thing. The stay thing. She told him not to go. She oh, said the yeah, message yeah. says stay. Yeah. And she's like, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. It turns yeah. out that he had sent that. Yeah. I'm sure we'll still. So this we is this, yeah, this is one of the things where I feel, I feel like I'm still going to be processing it for oh, like yeah, another totally. day, and like I'll have more to say later. Yeah. But. And that's what I thought it was what kind of theater. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to think it's about a this lot for to a while. Go. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton here. Yeah, it was great. It was super cool. All right. Well, I think we succeeded in having a spoiler segment that was like probably ten times longer. Yeah. Than <laughs> Thanks for hanging with us. <laughs> Uh, There's nobody listening. <laughs> Everyone's tuned. <laughs> Everyone's tuned to something else now. Cats, cat videos. <laughs> they moved on to cat videos. Um. See you later. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs>
guys will be done in two weeks. <clears throat> All right. All right. Got our big word. I was going to say big boy voices. That sounds weird. <laughs> Indoor voices? I don't know. Professional voices. <laughs> yes. That sounds, yeah. Okay. Totally professional. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> <clears throat> Welcome to Lower Earth Orbit. We don't say episode numbers anymore, do we? <laughs> no, we don't. Oh, okay, no. I thought you what, forgot. What, what, what did we just say? Welcome to Lower Orbit. I'm Steve Marmon. Okay, yeah. You just okay. past that. I mean, you say that part. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we're doing good. We're firing, we're firing all cylinders now. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, well, so are we getting. Okay, okay, we got Sorry. Professional <clears throat> <laughs> voice. Uh, get out of here. <laughs> just give me a system. Hmm. <laughs> I can't look at Steve. And this week, we review Interstellar. <laughs> what does that really say? Dramatic pause. <laughs> no, that was right. I mean, you, it was actually you paused just at the wrong time. <laughs> Usually, you would pause before you say anything, not right before the movie title. But that's okay, just for dramatic effect. All <laughs> um, right, last third, yeah, third time. Yeah. We, we got it this time. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Oh, comic yeah. books like you're gonna edit all this out right? this is this is how we know we should m- mention him on the show i do not know how to pronounce his name perfect oh. so oh dear yeah exactly <laughs> so um we're gonna put we're, we're gonna butcher the name well steve you're hosting this week so you should oh, butcher no. his name. <laughs> I, I can't read from that angle i'm sorry <laughs> uh well should we start over well, for the <laughs> so say it again oh is that where you were looking? Uh, no, I okay. was actually thinking looking at him. So let's, <laughs> let's all do look this at the one camera. Right, one more time. Right. So we're all looking at the camera. I feel, feel like we're looking at our little camera robot. Yes. <laughs> Just like sort of his eyes, you know. Yeah. Like, you know and the arms. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> help, I'm slipping off. <laughs> to uh, del- deliver look that up. presentation. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do this. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. <laughs>